Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's your boy Noah Jones, and welcome to Today in Hip Hop, episode 12. Today's episode is sponsored by NoahJonesNews.com. Make sure you check out some of the hot merchandise, the hot videos, and the 11 albums that I have on there for you guys to listen to. Also, if you want, go to Spotify and type in Noah Jones, and you will hear some of the hottest shit you've ever heard in your life. That's a fact. All right. Episode 12, we got a lot to talk about today, man. Some shit hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. They are at Jay-Z's neck today, folks. The general public is at Jay-Z's neck. We got the Death Row co-founder, Harry O. This guy is about to be released from prison after 31 years. We got some NBA Youngboy news for the people that know who that is. We even got some news about uh, Ice Cube, man. You know, I found out something that I, I was completely unaware of. So, let's start with uh, let's start with NBA YoungBoy. All right, it says here NBA YoungBoy's new look has been revealed in an Instagram Live video. Uh, basically, he grew a mustache, cut his hair, and he's been in and out of the uh, in and out of the news, and well, actually, in and out of jail, not so much as in and out of news. He also uh, plays the stupid game and wins plenty of stupid prizes. Um, I don't, un- I don't understand it. Crazy part about it is, you know, uh, he put in one of his songs that he has herpes. Yes, he rapped about it himself and says he has herpes. Then his woman came out and said she has herpes. But yet, I'm pretty sure there are a whole lot of women, dirty assholes, dirty bitches that would still fuck this nigga anyway. And they would definitely be like, oh, he's my type. (laughs) Your type is a nigga with herpes that's going to give you a disease that's going to stay with you for life, right? (laughs) These bitches have no sense. They have no morals. They have no brains. What is wrong with these hoes? (laughs) He looks like a regular guy. There's nothing special about this guy. Not a fan of his work. But uh, I am happy that he is out of jail. Hopefully he doesn't roll the dice and end up back in jail. But uh, to my knowledge, he's gotten in and out of jail several times. Like I said, some of these people, as you already know, are career criminals. There's only a short time home before they end up right back where they just came from because they can't stay out of trouble. They can't stop, quote unquote, keeping it real. And they can't stay away from the same crowd that got them in trouble in the first place. So shout out to NBA Youngboy's home. And uh, hopefully he... uh, (laughs) stays on the right track and on the right path to doing the right thing. All right, we're going to talk about Death Row's co-founder, Harry O. He's going to be released from prison after 31 years. This is Death Row co-founder, Michael Harry O. Harris, is set to be released from prison in mid-August. Harris has spent 31 years in prison after being convicted in 1988 of attempted murder and narcotics distribution. The attempted murder charge was later reversed on appeal. So this guy's been in jail since 88 that's when I jumped on the music scene when I first started doing my thing was 88 so this nigga missed every moment of futuristic life you could possibly have when this nigga went into jail niggas was still on tape decks now niggas got iPhones and iPads and touch screens in their car and navigation and back then niggas was using Thomas guides (laughs) <laughs> they ain't even have the internet in 1988 like that. I don't even think that. Matter of fact, the internet wasn't even invented in 1988. As far as I know. As far as I can remember, anyway. 
Yeah, so this is a whole he missed he missed the entire technological age. Imagine the difference between the cars that he rode in and the cars now. You got Teslas, you got electronic vehicles, you got you got SUV, you got all kind of crazy shit. You know. <laughs> so let's continue. In 1991, Suge Knight approached Harris for a $1.5 million investment in Death Row Records while he sat in San Quentin State Prison. To, uh, San Quentin State Prison. After giving Suge the money, he and his wife Lydia never received any return on their investment. They sued Suge Knight and received a $107 million judgment in 2005 that bankrupted the label. So he's had $107 million, or at least his estate has had it since 2005. I wonder how much of that is left. Because we all know that, that people blow through their money crazy. So, and he's been in jail, so he ain't even really been able to control what his money's being spent on. Harris says he's grown and matured in his time behind bars and he's hoping to give back after he's released. Nigga, don't give back. You paid your debt to society, just get out, do your thing, enjoy your money, enjoy your legacy, create something new, build yourself some wealth with this money that you got. You know, open up some businesses and do things from a legit standpoint. But don't worry about giving back. You already paid your debt to society. Over 30 years ago, I was part of the problem. However, over the years, I've repeatedly proven myself to be part of the solution. It's about returning to society with my newfound vision, talents, and insights. Giving back to the communities where my help is so desperately needed. And I can say that this next part of my life journey will be from a place of truth. The young boy that I was is very, very proud of the man I am today. Looking forward to this brother getting out and following his journey. I want to see what, uh, you know, I want to see what happens. I want to see what he gets into. Bless us to him and his family. But uh, yeah, like I said before, don't, don't worry about giving back, brother. You paid your debt to society. Continue moving forward. Do your thing. Stay out of trouble. You know, and what's funny is... See, and that's another thing that's crazy. They consider Death Row Records kind of like, um, kind of like a, a gang organization. So the fact that he was even able to invest that kind of money into that, you know, and him not getting trouble for that is crazy. Usually, the law will seize companies like that or shut them down not grant these people 107 million dollars you know what i mean so um yeah well like i said it worked out for him him and his wife and his family are set so let's see uh let's see what happens going forward after that now we got dallas rapper lol reese not lil reese dallas rapper lol reese killed a nine-year-old girl while trying to shoot at a rival rapper a feud between two rappers in Dallas led to a shooting which left nine-year-old Brandonia. I swear, man, these people in these fucking names. <laughs> you just you just want nobody to call her back. Oh, actually, I'm sorry about that. That's that's very that's very insensitive. Um, Brandonia Bennett dead. She actually died. I'm just saying, as far as cultural people, my people naming their kids these weird-ass names. So that way, when they go out for job interviews, they're not getting called back because their name is a Shikashe or some crazy shit like that. So anyway, feud between two rival rappers in Dallas led to a shooting which left nine-year-old Brandonia Bennett dead. 
Tyrese Lil Reese Simmons, not to be confused with the rapper Lil Reese, 19, has turned himself into Dallas police on Thursday in connection with the shooting. According to Brandon Ea's family, the child was sitting on the couch after just having her nails done when she was struck in the head by a stray bullet. Authorities say witnesses saw a group of men approach the front door of a tenant demanding he come outside. When a tenant refused, the men head around to the back of the complex and open fire. The shots that were intended for Simmons' rival were fired into the wrong apartment. So this today is the grand prize winner of the Play a Stupid Game. Win a stupid prize. Nigga took an innocent child's life shooting at somebody because they wouldn't kick in, because they wouldn't uh, open the door. Is it really that serious, ladies and gentlemen? You know, are, are you really that mad to where you will go and shoot up somebody's house because of whatever the issues are, because of the altercations? I mean, as people, we got to get this shit together. As a community, as a culture, as people, as just human beings, we need to get this shit together. We need to get it together. There's no reason why things like this should actually happen. You know what I mean? There's no reason. You shouldn't be shooting at people. And I mean, here's the thing. If you're going gonna to go that far as to shoot into the house, at least make sure it's the right house. You know, if you was really about that life, what you would have done was just kick the door down and, and do it that way. You know what I mean? But you ran around the back of the property where everybody could see you and started firing bullets into a complex and you shot the wrong house up and killed somebody. So now you going to jail for real. For real, for real. That's murder. Automatically. It's not premeditated. It's murder. I think it's like manslaughter. Something like that. But yeah, you going to be in jail for a very long time because you played a stupid game and you won a stupid prize. Very crazy, ladies and gentlemen. That type of shit should, this type of shit should not be happening. You know what I mean? You took this future from this little girl and I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't worth the reason why you did it. Now, we're going to talk about something that I just found out recently. You know, I always thought that Ice Cube um, wrote his own lyrics. I've just come to find out that Ice Cube does not write his own lyrics. That's, a, that's crazy to me. You know, growing up listening to Ice Cube, the, the picture was always painted that he was the one writing for Yo-Yo. He was the one writing for N.W.A. He was the one, the, the master pen man behind a lot of their hit records. But come to find out, there's somebody by the name of Deadly Threat who not only wrote records for Cube, but wrote records for King T as well. So here we have these legends who I thought were writing their own lyrics and they're not you know that's, that's very interesting stuff so now these guys all fall in the Drake category to me and I shouldn't be surprised because being in the industry myself I know that there's a lot of ghostwriters out there you know but when you think of some of these artists you think of Ice Cube and being real and fuck the police and all this shit you think that he's the mastermind he's the brand he's the face behind the entire movement and then you come to find out that this nigga don't write his own raps I'm literally appalled, I'm shocked, I'm worried, I'm, I'm, I'm led astray, I'm led amok, I've been bamboozled. I can't believe this shit, y'all. But don't just take my word for it. Let's hear it from the mouth of King T himself, ladies and gentlemen. So who was Deadly Threat? <laughs> um, 
Daily Threat is is this cat that grew up with DJ Pooh. He's from DJ Pooh's neighborhood, Watergate Crip. And uh, DJ Pooh signed him after he he produced, I think, a couple of things for Ice Cube. So uh, Pooh got his own label called The Bomb Records. And uh, he, that's his first artist he signed. But he grew up with Pooh, one of my best friends. Okay, now he said in this interview on Crazy Hood yeah. that Ice Cube really liked him and he wrote a lot of shit for you and Q. Well, I don't know. I don't know. He's he's written for a lot of people. Okay. And Cube is one of them. I don't know how much he's wrote, written for Cube, but he has uh, wrote songs for Cube. He wrote, uh, he wrote the song for me, uh, Don't Put a Hole Before the Homie. Uh, he wrote your verse? Yeah. Okay. On the Rocks, that was on my... Um, I think it was the uh, At Your Own Rest album. Uh, he's written a few songs for me, but he, he wrote a lot for Yo-Yo, for uh, Lynch Mob, for uh, I could go on and on. I always thought Ice Cube wrote, wrote all his own stuff, but not all his own stuff? I don't know. I beg to differ, but, okay. you know. Well, I think Dell actually wrote some stuff for Ice Cube at one point. Yeah, wrote uh, 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 Gangster's Fairy Tale. Gangster's Fairy Tale. No boys or girls, yo. Yeah, that was Dell. <laughs> so as you see, ladies and gentlemen, we've all been fooled. It's funny how initially <laughs> he tried not to. King T tried tried not to throw Ice Cube under the bus, and then what he did was he put himself in the front like a human shield and was like, "Yeah, he's written songs for me as well." <laughs> and then he's like, "I don't know," or you know, like if you really listen to what he's saying. You can tell he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to give out all the information because he knows how damaging that can be to an artist's career when they find out you're not the one behind all your music. So, yeah, man, that 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 shit threw me for a loop, you know. And what happens is there's a lot of artists because I'm in the industry. There's a lot of artists that I've spoke to, and a lot of artists that I've heard behind the scenes that don't write their music. I'm not gonna do an expose and. <laughs> talk about some of the rappers like badass that actually uh ghost wrote for some of your favorite artists but um you're gonna have to ask him about that but yeah there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of artists in the industry that you think you know write their own music they don't now here's my take on that any rapper that does not write his own shit i will never consider him one of the best to ever do it in order to be one of the best to ever do it all the creativity got to come from you you have to be the source of all the material. You have to be the brains. You have to be the one creating. You have to be the one penning your own shit. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't listen to your music. That doesn't mean you don't make quality entertainment. But you cannot claim the best title and you don't write all your own shit. Like Drake, he can't, he'll never, never, in my opinion, be labeled as the top five best artist. Now, you can say he makes top five best music ever made. But he's not the top five in the top five class of best artists because he don't write his own music. He has help. Anybody can be great if you have help from a whole bunch of other people. You know what I mean? You can have the most profound lyrics in the industry if you got seven people pitching in line after line after your shit. You know what I'm saying? So anybody could have master penmanship when you have nine brains in a room working on a concept nine different flow patterns you know what i'm saying it, it leads it allows you to to create on a whole different level 
creation team. Just like producers, you'll see the main person's name, like DJ Mustard, but he'll have five other producers adding elements to the shit, and you'll hear Mustard on the beat and think he created the whole shit by himself. There's a lot of that going on. There's producer teams that are hiding behind a one-man label, like a one-man uh, one man uh, name behind the brand. So that right there is the information that I just found out about Cube. And like I said, I'm, I'm like, yo, <laughs> shit threw me for a loop because I sure as hell did not, did not expect it. That's for sure. So next we're going to talk about we're going to talk about your boy Jay-Z. Jay motherfucking Z. The verdict is in. People are not having that shit. People think that Jay-Z has, has, has used the public and sold out. Now, originally when I covered this story, I said, hey, look. I respect what Jay-Z does, but I also know that he has an ulterior motive. There's always something behind what Jay-Z does. So here's the thing. Last year... And a year before that, when we was doing the whole thing with Kaepernick and, and kneeling and everything, Jay-Z was one of the main people telling people not to support the NFL. Telling people don't get involved in it, don't support their shows, don't support anything. And now all of a sudden, you know, after people have have given Big Boy from Outkast, Big Boy from Outkast did the uh, halftime, halftime Super Bowl shit last year just, that just passed. They gave that nigga hell for that shit because... Everybody was on that band the NFL movement. You know what I mean? So, Jay-Z was the one that pioneered a lot of that shit. He was telling people, like he told, uh, I don't know, I think it was Playboy Cardi or somebody like that, not to not to get involved in the shit, or was it Travis Scott? It was one, one of them. Anyway, he had said, look, don't get involved. He was like, basically cancel the NFL. But yet he goes behind everybody's back and makes a deal with these guys. So that's what the disconnect is. That's what the problem is. People are saying, yo... He sold, he sold us out. You know what I mean? He sold us out. And they did an interview recently, and I'm going to play an excerpt from the video. So that way you can hear what he's talking about. Now to me, in this video, Jay-Z sounds like the token black guy that's used to smooth out the other problems with the other black guys so the white people could take advantage of them. This nigga basically jumped and got in bed with the same people he was telling everybody not to get involved with. And low-key, from what I understand, word on the street is he's trying to become an NFL owner. And there's even a report of it saying that uh, they haven't announced a team yet, but he is about to be an owner, a partial owner of an NFL team. So, basically, everybody's feeling like he did some dirty shit. So here's here's an excerpt from the video on issues of music and entertainment and also social justice. In fact, that latter point was a key part of the deal for both sides and one that drove the conversation today in an hour-long press conference at the Rock Nation offices featuring Jay-Z and the NFL commissioner. That's Roger Goodell, by the way. You said you're asking Jay. You're asking me? <laughs> commissioner, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the commissioner yet. <laughs> Um, okay, I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into uh, actionable items. I think everyone knows what the issue is. And we, we're done with that. 
we, 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 everyone knows what the, we, you know what the issue is? You know why we were kneeling? Okay, do you know the issue? Yeah, do you know the issue? Yes, we all know the issue now. Okay, next, where are we moving on next? And I'm not, again, so to be clear, for the room, I'm not minimizing that part of it, because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now we all know what's going on. What are we going to do? How are we going to stop? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. Let me bring attention to injustice. Everyone's saying, how are you going forward if Cap doesn't have a job? This wasn't about him having a job. Right? That became part of it. That became part of the discussion. He was kneeling um, to bring attention to injustice. We know what it is. Now, how do we address that injustice? And to go to Jay's point, uh, we listened to our players. We understood what our players were saying, and we created a platform for which to help drive change in communities that Colin has raised and that other players have raised. And this is this this partnership, in addition to the entertainment aspect and bringing football and music together, is going to help us make even greater change. And and we call it protest to progress, right? We need to make progress as community. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as you as you hear it, let me let me put a couple of bugs in your ear. For one, there is no black ownership in the NFL. We don't own any teams. But yet, a lot of the players on the teams are black. So, it's a classic example of black exploitation in its finest. Work work for the man that owns the money. Well, here's the thing. This is what they say. Doesn't matter how much talent you have, the man with the plan will always be the one that runs shit. And that's a fact. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not the brains behind the organization and if you don't have the funding to get it done, you, my friend, will not run your own destiny. Somebody will control the shit for you. So what I heard when I listened to that, I heard it sounded like a man that was really just out for himself. That because this fits his own agenda, he's able to go back on it and go back on his word in order to secure a bag for himself. Or because Jay-Z is such a fucking mastermind, what he could have did was, let me steer everybody else away from the NFL so I can slide into the NFL and get a better deal for myself. You know, that's something also that could potentially be the situation here as well. So we don't know, but we do know that he's about to become an owner or a part owner of an NFL franchise. Now, my thing is, if you really care about social injustice, why not try your hand in Congress, in politics? Why jump in bed with the same people that was oppressing your people? That doesn't make sense to me. I think that's the wrong platform. I think the NFL is the wrong platform to discuss you know, uh, social injustice. He's going to be in charge of the halftime show and bringing the talent, you know, basically bringing the workers to the NFL for their entertainment. And he's going to get a percentage of the shit that he, that he creates. He's a work for hire as far as that whole situation. So I feel that if he really cared about social injustice, he should have been trying his hand in politics not only that he didn't even talk to Colin Kaepernick and say yo you know here's a situation that I'm doing about injustice why don't you partner up with me 
Why don't you help me certify this and stamp this and let me bring you involved? Let me let me bring you on board. Jay-Z got enough power where he can hire his own staff. He got enough power to where he can say, look, these are the guys that I want around me to help me with these decisions. He's part of my team, and we're going to make this thing right. But as long as Kaepernick is happy with that bag that he got, that settlement money that he got, I guess he doesn't really care. So I don't know. But I feel like there's still loose ends when it comes to the Kaepernick situation. So for Jay-Z to say, look, you know, I'm not I'm not advocating for the NFL. I kneel with I, I kneel with Cap, I side with Cap, and then to jump on board with the NFL the following year. That's a slap in the face. So because of that, the whole community's in an uproar, everybody's giving him hell. And I believe he should. I believe he should he should hear it from both sides. From the people that are gonna celebrate this as a W and from the people that, you know, that are gonna let him know, look, bro, you uh you're doing the wrong thing. But that's Jay-Z, he doesn't care. He has a history of getting close to people, learning their abilities, learning their styles, learning how they do what they do and using them up and then moving on to the next person. He's went from Big Daddy Kane to Jazz O to Big, like he he that's what he does. He's like the Bruce Lee of rap, where Bruce Lee basically was learning from all these different masters in order to in order in order to uh, make his Wing Chun the best or the most popular uh, martial art. He incorporated a little bit of everything in his Wing Chun. That's how Jay Z is in a rap game. He'll get next to anybody who he can, who he feels is valuable, and once they outlive their value, he'll move on to the next situation. There's no loyalty. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is today's show. Episode 12 of Today in Hip Hop. Make sure you click that follow button. If you're following me on Radio Public, make sure you click that follow button. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe and donate. You know what I mean? We can definitely use it. It'll help me keep putting these video, I mean, these uh, podcasts out, etc., etc. Trying to do this full time, y'all. Trying to come at you full time. Can't do it if I got to work myself. The only way to get around it is to blow this podcast up. Share the shit with your friends. Play it. All right. Love y'all. Talk to y'all later. Peace.